Coming up on Mobile Learning in the Classroom, Pinterest. Hi, my name is Guy Training. And I'm Zoe Falls. And this is Mobile Learning in the Classroom from TechEdge, and today we're talking about Pinterest, a subject I know fairly little about. <laughs> so Pinterest is something that I talk to my students about because I have a colleague who uses it a lot in her classes, and I thought it was a really intriguing idea because I never would have thought, hey, let's use Pinterest in schools. All right. Mostly, I think, because of how I've used it in the past and how I know a lot of my friends use it. So I had her come in, and she does this every semester now. And she talks about all of the resources that are already out there for using Pinterest. And she uses the infographics to kind of get the mm -hmm. kids in the right mindset and then shows them her Pinterest boards. And what's really nice about it is you can collaborate, which all is, right. I think, the strongest feature for me in the classroom. So you can set up a class board mm -hmm. and you can use it to have the students show their work. So if you're doing smaller little in-class projects, mm -hmm. instead of uploading it in one of the more, I guess, in-depth ways, you can just have the students take a picture of it and then upload it to Pinterest and it's there. Mm -hmm. um, and then they can invite their parents. So parents can become part of and see it through the, the pin board. Um, you can also do things like little um, web quests, mm -hmm. but just through Pinterest. So they go to Pinterest and they search for animals mm -hmm. and if it's something more specific animals with tails okay and they can go through and then they can find pictures usually there are some pretty informative sort of links mm -hmm. um, so I mean and they're gonna be cute fun pictures but sometimes it'll be a do you know sometimes it'll have a link to an external resource that they can look at and Pinterest is one of the things that usually you can get access to mm -hmm. in schools oh all right um, so which is important so it is important to know whether you have access in schools and then have a serious conversation with an administrator and with your fellow teachers to make sure that you're on safe ground and you're not breaking any rules. Exactly. One of the other things, that, mm -hmm. especially with lower grades, is you can set up a board in advance and they can just search the board you have set. Mm -hmm. So it's a more closed environment. So you could pre-set a board that had a bunch of different animals in it and then they had to search within your board to identify the ones with tails. Oh, right. um, so that's a nice way to get your, your younger learners interacting with multimedia and with web spaces, but in a much more controlled sort yes. of space. Um, outside of at, within the classroom as a teacher resource, it can be really a great way to go and search out ideas and see what other mm -hmm. people are doing. So I have a board for ed tech and I just went through and pinned a lot of stuff that kind of looked like it might be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so there's one that's uh, 10 free Google Chrome extensions, right. um, teach kids to code. And so when you click on it, what happens on the teach so kids? So it students? brings up mm -hmm. the visit. So you can go and visit the Their. website that it okay. came from. Um, and this is one of the, the things to, as a teacher to be aware of when it does send mm -hmm. you outside. Um, there's not, there's not the a guarantee. Um, so, you know, again, knowing, knowing your audience, knowing your school's policies, mm -hmm. all of that comes in. But this is also a great way to start talking about digital literacy and web responsibility with your students. So what would be your top three 
kind of things you want to think about as you're, for example, if you're a teacher and you're looking for resources, what are your top three pieces of advice? I would definitely suggest collaborative boards. So if you're mm -hmm. looking to generate information, um, have a board that other people can contribute to. Mm -hmm. um, I also highly, highly encourage professional boards and personal boards and keeping them separate. Not necessarily because having recipes is a bad thing, but just so that you have a professional presence and a personal presence if you're gonna use the same platform. Mm -hmm. And then also just in, encourage your, your students to have a dialogue about digital media, about the types of things and types of resources that should be shared, mm -hmm. types of sources that should not be, and really have this be a space for that sort of a discussion to happen. And I, and I think that I always go back to the same things. And whatever choices uh, kids are making or adults are making, one of the most important things we can have is that discussion that says, uh, why am I doing this? What am I doing? How is this helping or hindering? What other choices could I be making? So that discussion about what are we actually doing is, is a crucial aspect of all of these uh, moments, uh, thinking about the content and what's worthwhile mm -hmm. in content, but also thinking about the digital citizenship piece of this as well. Well, and I also encourage, like, think about the purpose. Like, why mm -hmm. are you going to use Pinterest? And really be, be able to identify and articulate maybe one or two ways or places where you're using it instead of sort of an overarching, mm -hmm. I'm just going to use Pinterest because I yeah. think that sometimes gets gets muddied and then the, the use and the, the really strong features of it get lost in that mm -hmm. broad, generalized, I'm going to use Pinterest. Yeah, and, and I want to I wanna play with that idea a little bit. And the way I think about it is, we really need to start with a purpose, but sometimes just saying, I want to play around with Pinterest a little bit in my classroom without being sure, at least for a short while, there's strength to that because you're finding the affordances, you're finding the ideas. I mean, you can find them on Pinterest, but, <laughs> uh, but you're finding what you can do and sometimes you need to be more playful and say, you know what, I'm taking a short amount of time and I'm going to spend some time with my students on this because I think there might be some things I'm not sure how they're going to play out, but are going to open up opportunities because otherwise we're, we kind of close ourselves and say, okay, if I can't figure out a priori everything that I need to figure out, I'm not going to try this. And so uh, I want people to play, but on the other hand, I don't want people to just play. So whenever anybody's walking into the classroom, they're just trying this new thing. So there's a balance of things, but there's got to be a play Period, and I think way? the play thing is, is good too, but mm -hmm. with with a time constraint maybe, yeah. if it's not going to be purpose on the front end, which yeah. sometimes there's no way to know that, but limit it to a reasonable period of time yes. for and, that. And that's the way to balance it, I would argue. Okay, so today on Mobile Learning in the Classroom, we talked about Pinterest and I got much smarter about that topic. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Mobile Learning in the Classroom.